Amen, amen, and amen. Woo! I'm going to, D'Angelo, I don't have a clicker because it's not reading here. So either till now, he's got to pay attention to me. And we move it. Lord, thank you for this great opportunity. Uh, we don't take it lightly. We appreciate you so much, and you're such an amazing God. You've been so good to us. You've been better to us than we could have ever been to ourselves. It's because of you we are who we are. And we thank you for trusting us with your spirit. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The kingdom family, the father, amen. God is uh, an amazing God. And we talked about the children and the significance of the children and their commitment to really honoring their parents. And the family is such a powerful dynamic and it's such a, a true picture of, of what the kingdom should be about. And so God praise the Lord. Won't he do it? I'm excited, right? So uh, the the picture of this family is important. And I want us to understand something, all right? Uh, God has a reason for creating a foundation, and he wanted to move this world in such a powerful way. And I want us to understand something, and I want to be very crystal clear about it. If anything is going to happen, it's going to happen through the family. I want you to understand this. So Satan knows that. Satan knows that. So his mission is to destroy, right? That male, that male man, that man is something. I want you to understand it, so don't ever forget it. He is something, and Satan knows it, right? Uh, the family is such a powerful dynamic, but that man, uh, the enemy knows that if he can take that man and pull him away from that family and strip him from teaching that family and pouring into that family, he has victory. But I want you to understand something. God always have a ram in the bush. Amen? Now, uh, raise your hand if you're hot. Okay, I wouldn't intend for y'all to turn off all the air. It was just the air on me. So, so Spud, go back to work before they, everybody leave. They're like, I'm not putting no money in the offering. I paid that money, and y'all turn the air off. So no more. So never, ever again. In Genesis, the kingdom is everything. Everything is about the kingdom. The Bible is about a king, a kingdom, and his royal family. Let me say it again. The Bible is about a king, a kingdom, and his royal family. The father is important, and we're going to talk about him today. 
When you leave here today, you're going to know about him, right? And you're going to go back and grab your kids and hug them. Genesis 1 to 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image. Let us make the human species in our image. And he wasn't talking about just a man. He's talking about the human species. He said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over. Everybody said rule over. Now listen, it's important to understand that they were going to rule over never people. He gives us instruction. They're going to rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So let's get this straight right out the gate. God never intended for men to rule over women or their children. Right? And he said, not, you, you're never to control them. Uh, that, that responsibility only lies with God. All right? It lies with God. Who does it lie with? God. God never gave us power over humans. Right? So he said, I'm going to do that. Your job is to love them. Right? And teach them. Everybody say love and teach. And let God do the rest. That's why some plant a seed, some water, but God does the increase. Right? Uh, you can't beat it out of them. Right? Even when you use the rod, the rod is for correction, and you have to understand it's about discipline and teaching people the way of God. Now, there's a generation, and I'm not getting in that today, that's saying that you should whoop kids and all that. I'm just not gonna, I ain't getting into that today, all right? I'll talk about it another day, all right? Now, so I, yeah, I'll talk about that another day. All right, now, so let's look at Genesis chapter 18. Listen to, very clear. Men, I want you to hear me. Before I read this verse, I want to say something to men. Fathers, I call fathers for a reason. Right? And so the, when, he, when he talked about the father, uh, in the life or the loins of the man is life. The father is very, very important in the family. Whatever, hear me well, whatever you source, you're responsible for resourcing. Let me say that again, fathers. Whatever you source, you are responsible for resourcing. That means you have a responsibility to make sure that child is taken care of. Emotionally, mentally, physically, financially is your responsibility. All right? You don't get to lay all over the place and think you don't have responsibility. Now, you can't send money because God never gave us instruction to send money. We have to do something about it. So let's talk about it. Now, parents, stay with me because I'm getting you mothers next week. I might hit you today. I'm going to get you. So here's Genesis, and it's a very important verse. So Genesis chapter 18, God, now remember this here, God, anytime God want to make something happen, he always do it through people. Right? A lot of people don't understand that, but, but watch God always working. In Genesis chapter 18, here's what God says. Should I hide my plan from Abraham? This is God. Should I hide what I'm about to do to Sodom and Gomorrah 
Should I hide it from Abraham, who's my man? Right? Here's what he says. So the Lord asked the question. In verse 18, he says, For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation. Right? And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through Abraham. Because of Abraham's commitment to God and his love for God, God knew that all of his seed down through generations is going to be blessed because of what Abraham is going to do. I want you to hear me well. Right? Now, he goes on and he says this in verse number 19. He said, I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons. All right? Now, this is important. He said, I singled him out. All right? So he can direct his sons and their families to keep the ways of the Lord by doing what is what? Right and just. Now listen, I picked you out. I chose you while you was in your mother's womb, right? So you can teach righteousness and just to the kids you bring here. Don't leave that responsibility to anybody else. That's yours. It's not the guy down the street. I know she got mad at you and kicked you out. It's on you. All right? It's going to get good before it gets better. Right? He says, then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. God made a promise, but he's going he's to bless Abraham if Abraham keeps his commands that he had given him. He has to keep the commands, right? A lot of us are struggling with some things, man, because some people have walked away. And they walked away for whatever reason. Now, you don't have the luxury of walking away from your child. You may divorce, you may separate, but you have a responsibility, mister, to make sure that kid know who God is and the righteousness. You have to instill, because if you don't, we're going to have some wayward children. So what does that mean? What he's saying is, first of all, you got to do something with you. You can't teach what you don't have. So I have a responsibility, man, to learn. Now, mothers, you're not out the window now. I mean, out the picture because you're in this thing. I have a responsibility, man, to learn about God and the love of God so I can instill these values in the children. Right? And it's important, men, if you look at the stats, I don't care what anybody say. But the women's movement and all this kind of, all that stuff sounds good, and I'm glad. I, want, I think they should get equal pay. I like the title nine, all the good stuff. But I want you to understand something. All the stats tell us, and stats don't lie, all the stats tell us that all the issues is happening because of the father not being there. That father being absent at home, affects the teenage pregnancy. It affects the dropout rate. 
It affects the involvement in gang activity. All of that stuff, man, is impacted, man, because daddy is not there. Now, for you ladies, I'm not teaching on today, but I want you to read Psalms 128 in its entirety. All right? I may hit it today and I may not. Right? Now, so he goes on and he's talking to Abraham. Now, God is going to let God is in, this, in conversation with Abraham. And he's going to say, I, I, I'm going to tell Abraham my plans. That means God wants to be in communion with you. God said, I want to move this world, but I need to move it through you. Men, uh, I don't care what the women say, man. They want to see men stand up and lead, watch this here, don't get me wrong, in righteousness. They don't want you getting up trying to be a bully, right? They want you to, now listen, when you love God, you're going to lead according to God's word. You know, I'm the man. I run this house. You know, I'm not going to church. I'm down at the club. I'm at the strip joint. I'm doing all this kind of stuff. But because I work and I bring home, I run this thing. And you create all kind of problems because uh, you're training even though you know you're not training. You don't know you're training, but you're training. You're always training, right? Now, and, and they're watching you. And they, they want to see what's going on, and, and, and they need to be disciplined by you. You know, I often tell me and Ardina often laugh, and she said, you know, I was a disciplinarian in the house. because You was coaching. You was always, I was gone, coaching here, scouting here and all that. And so, and we was sitting there laughing, talking. So I got on the telephone, and I called our Anissa. And then I got on the phone and I called AJ. I said, now I want you to tell your mama who was the disciplinarian in the house. And they said, you was, daddy. Whatever you said goes. I said, Ardena, so in your mind you thought you was doing something, but I was really running the show. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I was the greatest. But our dean would always say, wait till your daddy get home. And they were like, they didn't want daddy to come home because when I came, it was going to be, they had hell to pay. And they knew if our dean could be telling a story, she, she, it could be, it didn't matter. And they just, but mama ain't saying it didn't matter. I was blind to whatever mama said. Whatever our dean said was the law. Right? And I disciplined accordingly. You know, AJ got kicked out of school one time and I was the principal. So he got to fighting, Ross, you know, and I don't know if this was the fight or not, but the fight, uh, Thaddeo, you know, I don't know if this was the fight, but I don't know if this was the fight, but I, I just remember this story. Uh, AJ slapped the boy neck, bam, and AJ thought he can run. It may not be the same thing, but I want to tell this story anyway. So AJ tried to take off running because he was fast, and the boy grabbed his hoodie, and AJ couldn't get away. And the boy just slung AJ around like a rag doll. AJ said, Dad, I was trying to get away. I thought I was fast enough. But that wasn't real. That wasn't real. The real thing, he got to fight. The boy did something to him in the classroom, and he got in the hallway in front of everybody, and he got to fighting. So he got suspended. I was the principal. I suspended for 10 days and made his mama bring him back and meet with me.
That's the truth. Am I telling the truth, AJ? Yeah, man. I wasn't playing with them. It was important. I had to instill the values and principles of God. I didn't budge off of it. They'll tell you I did not budge. I asked AJ one day, I said, AJ, man, what, what you know, because I said, what did I, did I do anything? He said, Dad, you didn't do nothing wrong. I instilled God's principles and values. I had to do it, right? Because I knew one day he was going to walk away, and he had to have God in him, right? Now, uh, uh, stay with me now. So now, so I want these men to understand. I don't care if they like it or not. You have to live in front of them the way God intended for you to live, and you have to discipline them even though they don't like it. And if you do it, they're going to love you because everybody knows when they're wrong. They may not like it, but they know when they're wrong, right? And if you let them get away with it, it's going to get progressively worse. Now, there's some things I let AJ get away with, and there's some things I let Nessa get away with it, and I regret it to this day because I love them. So I made some mistakes. I'm not going to lie and say I did everything right. I made some mistakes, right? You know, and I love them through the process, right? Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, I had to jack them up a couple of times, you know, and there I was saved and sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and AJ got to fighting, Ross, in front of the yard. I, I started cussing in Jesus' name. I said, what the mother? You, boy, you mother. Before I know it, I had to repent. I lost it, right? And I meant, I, I went, I didn't care what the story was. I went up one side of AJ and down the other, right? Because I had a responsibility, man, to instill God's values and principles in him. Hear me well, right? This is important, all right? It's very, very important. Now, watch what Proverbs, here's, here's what Solomon says. Simon says, train, he didn't say rule over, he says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart. I don't know what happened to the D, depart. Camilla, bless you. I know you're already going crazy right there. She don't see that part up there, she's about to lose her mind. All right? He will not depart. Everybody say he will not depart. How do you train a child? Right? We as believers have to train them up according to the word of God. To this day, man, when I talk to my children, to this day, and they both, AJ 33, and I think, and that's a 32 or something. To this day, whatever they're dealing with, man, I go right to the word of God and don't deviate from it. I don't care what they're doing. I'm telling you, this is what the word of God says. And I'm telling you, I have to live a certain way because I want them to hear me. I, I don't care what's going on. I, I, you got to hear my voice. And it gives you authority. So we don't have issues. Despite all the craziness, we don't have issues. When, when I sit down and talk, he may not like it, but he sit there and listen. Because what I got to say to him is word of God. And it's solid. You don't have to like it. This is what Satan trying to do, and I'll give him the word. Now, I know Satan's going to attack. I'm telling you, you got to tell him about, I don't want you guys to think I'm so saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost fields and all this kind of stuff. My family's different. No, we got all kind of hell going on everywhere. Everybody got problems. I don't care who you are. We all got them, right? But the one thing 
you know, if it wasn't a shame, I'd have AJ come up and take the mic. It's one thing I tell you guys all the time, and he'll tell you standing in the church. I says, if I die tomorrow, he'll get up here in that mic, and he get to talk about his dad. And if they ever get up here and talk about me, it ain't going to be no different. Because the way I am here is the way I am at home. It ain't no different. It ain't no different. I, I, I don't play those games and think I'm saved and sanctified and act like I'm saved. We have to live a life in front of those kids so when they have an issue, they can sit down and they can talk to you and they'll say, I, Daddy, I need you to pray for me. Amen? Everybody say, God is good. Now, he says, now I wrote it in the NIV version. It says, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it, right? Now, Satan, it, what Satan tried to do, he tried to get us to go off ways. But here's what he's saying. If you start them off right, they may get crooked, but they're going to work their way back. But they got to have something to work with. You got to live in such a way, man, that when you give them God's instruction, you got to believe the word. I don't care what A.J. and Nessa do. I believe in my heart with everything inside of me, and if I die today, it's in them, and they may go this way, and if they keep living, they're going to straighten out. Because I know what the word of God says. It's not that they're not going to make mistakes and all that kind of stuff, because they're going to do it, all right? But the word of God is going to straighten them out eventually. You got to believe it. Men, you have responsibility to make sure you live in front of them. You can't cuss them out. You can't slap them upside the head. You can't kick them. You can't pull a pistol on them. You can't do none of that kind of crazy stuff. I'm the man. I, you, know, you, you don't know who you're messing with. I brought you in, and I take that. No, God never wants you to take them out. And I want to let you in on a secret. You didn't bring them here. God did. And if you live right in front of them, you ain't going to have to pull your pistol. But if you let the devil push your button and you become like them, y'all may have a shootout. No, I'm serious. Y'all are laughing. And, right? Because if you let your guards down and you start cussing at them, guess what they think they can do to you? Hey, I'm standing, on the, I'm standing right here on the altar. AJ, 33 years old, he ain't never in 33 years ever cussed at me in 33 years. All the stuff he did, never. 33 years, never. That's saying never cussed at me. Now, I ain't saying they ain't cussed in front of me, right, because they're adults. But they ain't never cussed at me, right? And so, and the thing is, it's important that we live in such a way, right? And we got to live this way because we have responsibility, man, to pour into them and train them up and start them off in the word of God. Now, they're going to make some mistakes. Man, I went to a wedding yesterday, and I was, listen to me. I went to a wedding yesterday. It was so beautiful, man. It was a gorgeous wedding. Uh, 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 it, I mean, it was beautiful, man. It was just like, and uh, I came home, and I told my wife my stomach was hurting because I'm real, I'm real close to Tina, and all of, my stomach was hurting. Because when they stood up in the aisle, Stan Stan gave her away while her daddy sat over there. 
Her daddy flew in from Atlanta, but she would not let her daddy give her away. That's an indictment against a father. That's a serious indictment. Your daughter get married, but they won't let you give them away. Right? That, that hurts, man. And see, I know the family, so my stomach, everybody else is like, ah, it ain't no big deal. That's just so-and-so-so. But as a man of God, and I knew, I went to church with Stan Sr. for years. I went with, the mother was on with me in the youth ministry for years. Stan Stan is when I'm, he's a member of our church. Very supportive. He sends finance to our church all the time. They love me, right, with everything. I, I know the situation, but it's an indictment, man, because what Satan does Satan causes us, man, to do stuff, man, to pull away from something that we are responsible for carrying forward. That's the word of God to our children. And we have to live it in front. We don't have to stay with their parents. I wish we would. I wish I could say we could. It's not going to happen. I don't care what I say. I can get up here and say, oh, yeah, you got to do this in the name of Jesus. Some people just going to leave, right? But you can't ever leave your children. Men, you have responsibility I don't care what happened in that relationship. You got to love those children and continue to pour God in those children. Amen? Now, so in Ephesians, it says fathers. Now, watch this here. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. They don't have to be in your house, whatever. But you have children. If those are your children, I'm talking about your biological right now. Some of us raising other people's children, we'll talk about that in a second, but I want to talk about yours, right? Because sometimes we treat other people's children better than we treat ours, right? Now, I know it because I got some teachers. They're great teachers, but they're terrible parents, right? You do anything, you buy the kids at school some shoes and won't give your kids nothing. It happens, right? Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. And I love, Brad, I love you, man. I love you, man. You don't know how much I love you, right? Because I know your whole situation, and I, you, you had no idea I was watching you and your, your girls, and the way you live in front of them girls and the thing you went through, but how those girls, how you poured into those girls and said, these are mine. I, I would not, I don't care what happened. I have a responsibility to these girls. Amen. What you do, how you treat them, and what happens, man, makes a difference in the world. Hear me out. It makes a difference in the world. I know you said, man, she crazy. Y'all said, no, I don't care. Trust the word. If you love like God tell you to love, you love God and you learn God's word and you walk in righteousness. Stay with me now. When you walk in righteousness, right, and, and do what you're supposed to do, then you got to believe God going to do what he's supposed to do. Because God has the ability to change any spirit. Now, they may, not, they may not like you, but if you turn to God and start doing what God say do, 
and, and quit yelling and screaming and hollering and doing all this kind of stuff and train them up in the way they should go and don't provoke them to anger. Right? It's getting, it's getting kind of dicey in here. Let me, I better move on. I better, I better move on. It's getting dicey. Right now, so he goes to Psalms. Here's what he says, the Psalms. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. Now, why am I reading this? Because you got to remember, biblically, when you read the scriptures, man, it's always dealing with the male and how he instructs the children, and he's responsible for that family. You're responsible for it, right? You are responsible. That's why I tell people all the time when I'm getting ready to divorce, I mean, getting ready to divorce. When I get ready to marry him, I tell him I have to be careful because divorce is like death, except it don't never die. Right? I said, so before you do this thing, before you lock up, know what you're doing, because when you bring children to the picture, man, it's very painful. Right? So it's a, it's a whole different ball game. So it's important. Now, he says, whatever you do, man, know God's truth, men. Listen to me. Know God's truth, and you got to be able to teach those things. You can't teach something you don't know. I tell people, you can't teach righteousness if you don't know righteousness. If I don't know what the word of God is, I can't teach my kids, man, about living right. Because I don't know what to do. Now, I, I admit it. I was not raised in the church. But they made a mistake. Somebody found me to love me. And they in- embraced me. I got it, Ross. I think. Right? And so what happened was somebody taught me about loving God and loving people. And by being a great father, and I watched the examples, and I studied them, and I studied them. And when I studied, I said, man, listen, I said, I found out, man, that love matters. Love changes the world. If we're going to change the world, right, we got to change us first. Watch me out. And we got to instill that value in our children. I tell my son all the time, I say, son, we got to make sure we instill in these, you got a responsibility. God bless you. You have responsibility. I keep reminding him, and I try to carry some of the load. I said, but this, 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 is, this, is, this, this is your walk. This ain't mine. Right? And, and we have to understand. I want every young person here to understand, if we're going to change the school system, it's not going to happen with the teachers. It's not, going to, it's not going to happen. The kids on the football team and all that is always going to start with what happens at the home. That's why when you read uh, the laws, he says, write it on your doorpost. Put it on your kitchen counter. Write it on your forehead. Put it that way. Know what the word of God says and teach it. Now, you think they're not hearing it, but if you put it in them, it's there. And when they come up against Satan, it's going to show up. Right? And now, so... So in Colossians, uh, Paul wrote, he said, fathers, do not aggravate your children because men do that sometimes. When they get mad and angry with the mother or whatever, they aggravate the kids by yelling at them, hold it. Our job is to train them up and discipline them. If they do something wrong, discipline them. Everybody said discipline. Kids need discipline. Now, you don't like it. They said, spare the rod, and you'll spoil the child. 
right? Now, what the rod of correction is, I ain't going to get into that. All I'm saying is this. If you don't discipline them, you're going to have to pay for it later. And they want it. And it's not going to kill them, right? It's important. But you cannot go around aggravating them. You can't get on the phone, send crazy texts because you didn't hold up your end of responsibility. Hear me well. Don't get mad at them because you know you's a terrible dad. Right? What I got to do is I get to today get to be my birthday. So I, today I get to love you. Now you may now remember they kept in, they've instilled some stuff, man. They got them. What you got to do is love them through the process. So you can start today. Everybody said today. Yeah. I can start today. And make the day the first day of the rest of my life. That's the beauty of God. I know I messed up yesterday. I know the mama don't like me. She won't talk to me. She's crazy. But I promise you, I'm going to learn what the word of God says. And I'm going to follow the word of God. And I'm going to win this thing. I was, talk, I, was, I was talking to AJ at 2 o'clock in the morning. We'd be talking. I, I don't never stop talking. He get tired of me. I said, AJ, come in and sit down. He's like, I said, I got something to tell you, man. He'll sit down, yeah. I know he'll, he'll, sometimes he be going to sleep. I'm like, I don't care. I want to sneak into his brain. I keep telling him. It's important that we do it, right? And listen, because if we're going to change everything, we got to change. So I got to get it in him so he can get it in his kids. Because they watching him. Uh, you think you're not? Uh, uh, Nari, uh, uh, you think AJ, uh, Nari put on a suit. And, and he thought he was, he was his daddy. He got ready for the ninth grade dance. He was sharp as a tech, looking just like AJ. You know, now he got the same size shoes, and he wear AJ's shoes. So he'll go in AJ's room. AJ got about 150 pairs of shoes. So Nari is like, think he died with the heaven, right? Because he don't really have to buy no shoes because his daddy got all these shoes, right? AJ, you know, he Nari, don't wear my, but he want Nari to wear shoes. He don't want Nari to just put them on. He want Nari to ask him, so it creates a line of communication. So he said, he need to ask me. I told him, Nari, he ain't going to never tell you no, man. Just ask him. Right? And because he want to do this for you. Now, now, keep this in mind. So I tell him, I said, but you got to do more than let him wear your shoes. You got to spend time with him. Play games with him. Get him in the car. Drive to McDonald's. Find out what's going on. What girl he like. You know. Now, so, I'm going to wrap this thing up for real. I'm going to close out this here because my time is up. I got a lot of time. I got about two more hours. Here we go. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God. And him and him alone. Right? And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Move the kids out the equation, Bree. Listen, daddies. The Lord is your God. And he's the Lord alone. There's nobody else. And this is this, the next verse. And you must love him 
How do I love him? By loving the offspring. When God pushed you forward, when you decided to have sex with that woman and the egg and the sperm connected and a baby was birthed, the game changed. Now you have a responsibility that I need to learn to love the Lord with all my might, with all my strength, because I'm going to need him to help me raise her or raise him. So I need to learn as much as I can about the Lord because we can't do this thing because life really comes from him, Dale. So since he's the creator, I need to go find out how you want me to do this thing. So if I don't learn to love the Lord with all my mind, listen, I don't care what happens. I believe in all my heart that if you love the Lord like you're supposed to love him, he will repair every relationship. I don't care what kind of relationship you have with your kid. If you love the Lord with all your might, he would change it. Here's how I know. Because God is a spirit. And spirit looking for people to work. And God looking to connect. He always connect. Listen, some of us were no good, but God connected us to him and now we somebody. But somebody said we weren't going to be nothing. But you changed. What changed you? It was God. Now, I want, now, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, everybody said the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is never independent of matter. So whenever you see the Holy Spirit, matter is always present. So God is a spirit. His spirit is going to always manifest itself. The question, is it going to manifest, manifest itself through you? Do the kids feel God in you? Dad, do they feel the presence of God when you are there? Do they feel the presence of God when you call them on the phone? Do they feel it? Because if the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And it's important that I get to learn about him in my every male, male, male in this room today. I challenge you to really make God the Lord of your life so you can change Everything. I believe if you really accept God in your life, he'll make sure you got finances. He'll make sure you got somewhere to live. He'll make sure you got clothes. Ask me how I know. Ask me how you know, Pastor? Because they said it in Matthew 6 and 33. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said, all this other stuff is a byproduct of the kingdom. The problem is, man, we don't embrace him. And now we, it changed the whole game. 
God loved you so much that he was willing to give you his son so he can teach us how to live like God wants us to live. Now, if we want to change the schools, if we want to change the community, we want to change the politics, whatever we want to change, we have to first of all change us. We have to get the word of God in us. When we get the word of God in us, man, it changes every situation. You can go into a place and somebody who said they'd never do anything for you will do it for you. People bless you. So if God got that kind of power, you think he don't want to repair the relationship with you and your children? Dads, I challenge you to go back right now. Get on, when you get home, don't text them. Call them. If they don't want to hear your voice, call them again. And then when he again, you start praying. So, okay, God, I'm trying to do this thing the way you told me to do it. Pastor Duran said, if I trust you and I lean on you and I'm giving my life to you, go, I'm giving my life to you, I need you to repair this relationship. And here's the big thing. And he's going to give you all the resources you need in order to make sure the relationship works. God never give you anything and don't give you the resources to back it up. Mothers on the internet, out there, whatever, trust God. Hear me well. Mothers, hear me mothers, you have a responsibility to take your life and commit your life to the love of the Lord. You got to let God be the Lord of your life. You say, well, he ain't no good. He going to be about nothing, whatever. Well, what about you? What about you? making sure that you're right with God so we can fix the kid. Because it's the school. They just had a gun at the school the other day, last week. What if your kid got shot? What if your kid had the gun? So if we change, I'm talking about all the people that's listening to me and you all in the audience. If we give our life to the Lord, and be serious about our relationship with God, you think it's not going to impact our children? Because what we do is going to change the way we do at home, the way we interact with our kids. Fathers first. I challenge you today. And if you have a terrible relationship with the mom, I challenge you to get on the phone with her. And if she just refused, then you get the text. And apologize to her. I want you to apologize. So I ain't do nothing wrong. No, I need you to apologize. Because sometimes you did something wrong and you don't realize you did it. Just apologize. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm doing this, man, because I want to repair this relationship in the name of God. Because our kids' lives depend on it. So I want to call and tell you I'm sorry. Sometimes all they want to hear is, I'm sorry, and they give you all the actions back with your kids. You got all the connect back. If you just say, I'm sorry, and I apologize for what I did. I know I should have treated you that way. I know I was a dog at the time, and I didn't know no better. But now I know better, so I want to apologize. You ain't no good, but I want you to tell you I'm sorry. So please accept my apology. And if you're genuine, God going to touch their heart. Amen? 
I need all the men, when I go out, y'all surround me because I need protection. <laughs> Just joking. As we close this message, all right, this is my heart's desire that every man in this auditorium rededicate their life, recommit their life to the Lord. Let the women know that I'm recommitting and rededicating my life to the Lord. Now, if you're already walking like that, you don't have to redo it. Right? But if you're not, and you know some things you need to do, today is the day. Listen, you ain't, I don't want you to tell nobody what you did. I just want you to come to the altar so we can pray for you. And so when we leave here, we're going to leave with a force. We know that we're a changed group. Everybody stand to your feet. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, women, you can come too, but I want the men first. Any man that want to rededicate their life or recommit their life to the Lord or they want to give their life to the Lord, come to the altar. Amen. Spread again. Everybody can make room. Come on up for the... I want those who are out there to point their fingers at these men as we pray for them. They're going to ask you, somebody's going to ask you for your name and your phone number afterwards so we can reconnect with you guys later on. I want to do a personal conversation. Dear Lord, I thank you. I thank you today, Lord, for your gift, your gift of the Holy Spirit. Because it's your Holy Spirit that brought these men to the altar. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was you. No one comes except you draw them. So, Lord, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus. Touch their hearts right now. In the name of Jesus. Restore their mind. Give them a desire, man, to be strong fathers. Touch them right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Pour into them your spirit. and Let it be evident in their life in the name of Jesus. Touch them right now, Lord. Bless them. Let your Holy Spirit flow like never before. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your anointing in the name of Jesus. We pray for wisdom. We pray for clarity. We pray for power. Satan don't have no victory in their lives. Lord, let your spirit reign ever so present in their life. Touch right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your glory in the name of Jesus. We pray for more power. We pray for more anointing. We pray for healing. Lord, we pray for deliverance in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for deliverance in the name of Jesus. We pray for deliverance. In the name of Jesus. We pray for healing. We pray for leadership. In the name of Jesus. Restoration. In the name of Jesus. We pray for guidance and power. We thank you, Lord. 
We pray for strength right now. Lord, the power over the satanic forces. The church got to control their life. We bind them right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for healing. We pray for peace. Pray for strength, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Deliverance, Lord. Lord, you can do it. You've done it for so many others in the name of Jesus. So we thank you for your strength and your healing. We praise and magnify you for all that you do and everything that you're doing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. Thank you for your deliverance in the name of Jesus. We pray for power. We pray for power. We pray for power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Get a little hand clap. I asked you guys, uh, Sister Trina is going to get your name and your phone number. I'm a rec- I want to connect with every one of you guys individually. You're going to get a call from me today or tomorrow or Tuesday. I want to talk to you guys individually about some things the guy can do. All right? Uh, go ahead, Trina. Hey, hey, let's do this here. Let, hey, would you guys would you follow Trina to the, uh, to the lounge? Go that way. Take them there to the lounge. Take everybody to the lounge real quick, Derek, so they know where they're going. All right, real quick. Get a little hand clap. Hey, Lord, uh, thank you for everybody that came today. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do today and what you're going to do tomorrow. Lord, I just thank you for your healing and your deliverance. Lord, as we leave this place, we never want to leave without your presence. We ask you to bless us like never before. Bless us to have a stronger relationship with you and a greater desire for you and a greater passion for you. Let us be greater fathers and greater mothers in the name of you. We ask you to test the children as they go to school. We love you so much. Lord, as we prepare to give an offering, we ask you to touch every person's heart. Let them give according to what you have placed in their heart to give. We thank you for whatever they do. We know it's going to be more than enough. We just praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys know how to give. You can give on Giver 5, write a check on the way out. God bless you. You have a wonderful day. I love you all.